Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie back with you along with Dr. David Livingston as we're talking about space. We'll take calls with David next hour here on Coast to Coast. David, China's coming along like crazy. I mean, they've landed on the moon. They're bringing back lunar samples. Are they doing this with our technology? Um, Probably some of ours, but some of the old Soviet Union technology as well. But, um, you know, they attend our universities. They learn from the same professors we learn from. Um, You know, they have their other space-bearing countries as well, ESA, for example, and uh, there's plenty of places for them to pick it up. Plus, they're very bright. Uh, I, I would not... Uh, underestimate their competence and their creativity and their ability to do science and, and engineering, but they're really good at at copying and learning from others, and they're in our universities. They take our same aerospace engineering courses and mechanical engineering courses, and uh, as we all know, or probably should know, uh, they don't become foreign students in the United States without being a representative of the PRC and the CCP. So uh, this is a big national security issue, too. I mean, that's another subject. Uh, but um, there's some, some real challenges ahead with, uh, with China and students and what they want to do in space and their goals in space. And, and I honestly hope we're up to it because uh, the moon is a sort of starting point for it all. And, um, I mean, we do so much more, George. We're creative. We're innovative. I mean, I've got listeners to the show who are creating technically correct 3D lunar civilizations where you can build a house on the moon as if you were really on the moon. Wow. Control a rover. This is called moonwords.com. You're not seeing that kind of stuff come out of China. We have such an innovative scientific and engineering culture uh, although Kim, who has Moonwards, is Canadian and down in Mexico, the West is just amazing. We need to be on our toes, George. I just don't know how to say it any any more strongly. Um, and that's one of the really important reasons why we have got to continue our lunar program and get back to the moon and use the moon to learn and be able to go forward to Mars and other places and develop and and learn and even become better stewards of Earth in the process. David, you follow UFOs. What's your take on the latest over the last few years we've been hearing about uh, Navy craft chasing UFOs, Pentagon releasing more videos? What do you think about all that? Uh, it's the only UFO story we, we cover on, on, uh, on the space show, because normally I don't do that on the show. But uh, as far as Tic Tac and this whole story goes, um, if it's real... And, and so I've got a question about that. But if it's real and the characteristics of its performance are as the Navy pilots are talking about and others are saying, uh, I seriously doubt it's from Earth because everybody that I have talked to, I've never talked to one person who says we can come close to anything with those performance characteristics. And now we're starting to hear about vehicles that are traveling 200 miles an hour under the ocean and being tracked by Navy vessels. Who the hell travels 200 miles an hour under the ocean? Exactly. Uh, Not us. So, yeah, not us. That's right. But on the other hand, I know that there is so much advanced research going on that we have no clue about. I can't help but wonder, could we be testing advanced 
technology against our own military forces to see if they can detect it, what they can do with it. I've looked at demonstrations of my Microsoft Holographic Azure programs for commerce on the websites of Microsoft, and I've seen their demonstrations where you can make a presentation in your office in San Francisco and have it show up on a stage in Tokyo. You're speaking perfect Japanese to a live Japanese audience, and they don't know that you're not there. That's amazing. And uh, <laughs> it's their Azure program. Now, uh, you know, radar doesn't pick up a holograph. So, But does that mean DARPA or some technology hadn't found a way to, to spoof it? So I'm not ready to say it's from out there someplace because I, I just don't know if, if there could be some really super secret technology uh, and we're testing it against our, our own F-18s in the Navy. With, without it, even letting them know it's it's not, not real. Not, yeah, and, and it's the highest quality of military hardware we've got on the radar comm ships, and they put in the new radar in the F-18. Where would you want to test this? There's no other country that has the capability of testing it uh, as well as our own forces. But again, you know, I don't have any security classifications anymore, so I don't know. But if they're real, and if they're not some DARPA super-secret kind of thing, they're not coming from here. Well, and if they're some super-secret thing, they're not going to tell us, are they? Probably not. I, For some reason, we're not allowed to know the truth about UFOs, about aliens, about E.T. Uh, I think there's a lot there. Uh, I, I, You know, you've just got this... Uh, former Israeli minister of space. Yeah, he's saying that there's been a deal between Israel and the United States with ETs. Yeah, and, and that we're sharing a Mars underground base. That's kind of a stretch for me, as is the name of the group, the Galactic Federation. That kind of is a little tacky to me. But then you had the Canadian defense minister several years ago saying similar things. Paul Hellyer. Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot there. It would not surprise me that it's real, and I don't understand why we have to be lied to and kept in the dark. Well, and there's just no way in this vastness of space, David, we're alone. I just can't comprehend that. Uh, I would agree, but I I don't think we found it with our technologies, and um, in, including SETI, and uh, I I don't think our propulsion, our rockets, and things of that nature are capable of, of doing anything that could take us to where we might, might be able to do something. Maybe through exoplanets, maybe if some of the programs for getting closer to the speed of light work out like a Project Breakthrough or something like that down the road, and we can pick up some speed and some more capabilities. Maybe we'll develop more capabilities to detect that. Uh, but um, I think there's something to it all. Why would the Israeli guy make such statements? Everyone's got to think he's a wackadoodle, right? So why would you do that if it's if it's not real? Or it, ex not ex exactly. And, of course, the propulsion is coming from them. And if they have a thousand years advance on us or a million years advance or even more, who knows what they developed, huh? Um, I just did a program on the on the Ezekiel from the Bible. Uh, the, the spinning wheel. So um, we featured a book by a former NASA engineer named Blumrich, who's dead. I don't know if you're familiar with this. It's called The Spaceships of Ezekiel. 
And uh, he's an aerospace engineer, came out of Austria and was in the German Army, came over on paperclip with von Braun. He worked at Marshall. He worked on the Saturn V, the space station, advanced projects design. He was head of that group. I mean, he's got the bona fides. He's a, he was a real McCoy. And he looked at what Ezekiel was talking about, and he saw spacecraft of the technology, for the most part, we use for Apollo. And he wrote a book called Spaceships of Apollo. You can find it on the Internet, even though he's been dead, I think, for nearly 30 years. And uh, he shows, in terms of Apollo technology, which was his era, what an Ezekiel craft looked like and what all of that meant and, and how the fires and all of this were engines on retro landing. They were doing retro landing, helicopter blades to stabilize it at, at lower altitudes. Just looks like a drone you buy off of Amazon or a military drone where the rotors are on the four corners. I mean, it it was really intriguing. Of course, we'll never know because there's no remnants of Ezekiel spacecraft that's ever been found. But this was an aerospace engineer who was for real, who saw his technology that he was developing in, in the what, Bible. In the Bible and what Ezekiel was talking about. Yeah, that is dramatic so, too. Who knows? But I think there's something there. I'd I'd love to have it confirmed while I'm still on this earth and still with my wits about me. But um man, that's another frustration I can add to my twenty years of doing the space show. Why in the heck do they have to keep disinformation and lying to us and not letting us know the truth. What are they hiding? What What is so shocking about that? And that's for the Israeli guy saying humanity's not ready, and they blocked Trump from disclosing it. I don't think it would be such a big shock to humanity at all. I think humanity's ready for it, and I think most people would say, we know it. Ab- absolutely, and uh, I, I hope it's true, but again, I don't I just hope they're telling the truth when when we see the Tic Tac information, but I'm still skeptical. Getting back to Elon Musk and uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, they've spent a lot of their own money, but I'm sure they're doing this because they want to make a lot of money, don't they? Have they made any money really yet? Um, I don't know about Bezos with Blue Origin. He's really uh, tight-chested about all of what he's doing. But, yeah, Musk is, uh, SpaceX is making money, and um, they've got a, a good commercial manifest for their launches, and he's just doing another round of a $1.4 billion in private financing, I think. And I, I, the company is, is worth, it's just huge. So, yeah, he's, he's doing all right and making money, and SpaceX's wealth is growing, and um, he's in it for money, but he also really does believe that we need to be a multi-planet species for the survival of the human race. He, he is absolutely legitimate to that commitment. And so Mars is where that action is, probably the only place in the inner solar system, maybe the clouds of Venus, but he's focused on Mars. And uh, he's committed to making us a multi-planet species by going on to Mars. And he thinks that that's crucial for human survival. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.